Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. Awesome. Well, hi, gentlemen. I am so excited to be kicking off our very first ever Coffee and Questions podcast. This has been a dream of mine for forever. I probably had 50 people in the last two years tell me I needed to start my own podcast. So we're officially kicking off episode number one with two guys who I'm very excited to be in the community with now. I feel like I got really lucky as as far as how this happened. So um, I'm grateful and excited to introduce both Nick and Chris. So gentlemen, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about who either or each one of you are, where you guys are at, and tell us a little bit about what you do. All right. I'm Nick Sowers. I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We have, um, I am the broker in charge of Beach Connection Realty. I'm also a serial real estate investor as far as buying properties, flipping them, holding them as rentals. We uh, And then with Chris, we have a management company. We have real estate investments together and we manage probably about 150 properties that are on Airbnb. We manage probably another 100 that are long-term rentals. We have a expansive portfolio that way and are continuing to grow those companies as we as we sit here. So that's the short bio. I love it. Yeah, short. <laughs> um, my name is Chris. Was that yes? Chris Ward, say- broker. Oh, you're fine. I'll jump in. Uh, Chris Ward, broker in charge of Eagle Realty, and like Nick said, business partners in a couple other uh, ventures like our rental management company, insurance company, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, and and actually not not as versed in investment as Nick is, but he's got me into um, a good amount of deals, which have been kind of fun um, to to learn that world on the investment side, even though I've been in real estate for 20 years, uh, probably only really got into the investing side in like last 10 or so. So um, doing that. And we're both actually originally not from here. I've been in Myrtle Beach forever, but yeah. I'm from Chicago, grew up in Northern Kentucky next to Cincinnati, ended up down at the beach. And I'm from Maryland originally. So you guys are like, get me to the beach. I love it. Uh, yeah. On the personal side, Nick, I know you're a dad, right? I'm a mom. Uh, just had a baby not quite five months ago. He'll be five months next week. Um, Chris, tell us a little bit about you too. And, and Nick, if you want to give us some personal backstory, I think our audience would like to hear that too. Okay. Well, I'll start real quick. I'll go. I have a three-year-old son. I have um, my wife, Jill. She's from Maryland as well. We moved down here. We literally got married and then went on our honeymoon, left from Maryland, came back to Myrtle Beach and living here ever since. And we've been married 16 years now, but we waited. Well, it was a surprise. (laughs) Our son who's three years old, Cam, who's awesome. Um, So yeah, it's just loving that. That's probably the backstory, but I do come, I'd say on the real estate side, my parents invested in investment real estate. When I was young, I grew up in Myrtle Beach. That's how I knew about it to end up here. And my parents are also serial entrepreneurs. They both work for themselves, self-employed pretty much my entire life, my daddy and stepdad. So I got to see two different businesses. They sold their businesses multiple times um, and went and started another one. So I grew up in that, in that world. So very cool. Cool. 
Um, I, so I have a, actually I have an 18 year old son who just graduated air force basic training literally a week ago wow. today, um, Lackland. Okay. So he's doing that thing, um, with the air force. And then my daughter is 11. She's in sixth grade. So, uh, she, it's where actually after this, I'm where I'm going to pick her up and, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. And what do you mention about your parents being serious? Yeah. My yeah. parents were not entrepreneurial until after they retired. So after, mm-hmm. actually, um, ironically, uh, my parents started a small company out of retirement that is now our rental management company. Yeah. Um, so that's what my dad actually started the re- doing rentals in 1999 after they retired from, you know, their day jobs. So crazy. I love it. Um, and the funny thing, Nick, I, to piggyback off yours, I'm more like Chris where my family, I don't have a single entrepreneur, entrepreneur in my entire family, neither side husband's side, my side, both my parents have worked for in corporate America forever. My dad's a bankruptcy lawyer. My sister was a AP bio teacher for 15 years. My brother-in-law is a high-end architect. And I'm just like, I'm over here. I'm going to start my own thing. Um, and pretty much everybody thought I was absolutely batshit crazy in the beginning when I decided to do it. So um, I certainly understand both sides, right? To be the entrepreneur and do it and be the only one to do it. And like Chris is doing, and then on the other side, you know, being excited about what I've been able to do and hopefully being able to pass it down to my son and, and to other people um, in the future. But really exciting conversation that I want to have today with both of you, specifically for those of the people who are listening to this, they're in my audience and they've been in my sphere for a while. They know that my thing is Instagram, right? I love Instagram. Uh, my entire focus with Instagram is how can I teach people to use it to create genuine connection have great conversations that ultimately lead to we're now doing deals directly in our DMs on our platform. Uh, you know, and just this morning I had two new clients come through from my DMs on Instagram. So the conversation I really am excited about having with both of you. And the reason why I really wanted this to be my very first episode is that I work with a ton of investors and I get a lot of people that reach out to me as investors saying, you know, hey, Michelle, I found your program, but you know, I'm not a, a solo producing agent. Um, I do investments or I want to build my Airbnb business or I have an Airbnb. How can I use Instagram to uh, book it out? Right. So these kinds of questions pretty regularly. And a lot of times they actually stop trying to do Instagram because they think that it can't work for them. So the premise of the conversation I really want to be in your guys's experience, right? How can we make Instagram work for finding investment properties? How can we make Instagram work for running a property management company and getting things, you know, rented? How can we use Instagram to uh, start to, if you want to buy an Airbnb, use it to actually get people to book for it uh, and, and all of that. And I want you guys to kind of debunk the myth that if I'm an investor, Instagram can't work for me. So I don't know which one of you guys wants to start, but uh, let's just get into that. You want to? Interesting. I don't know if I want to. Okay. You covered a lot of space in that introduction. So I'll jump in. I'll be like, okay, so I actually have had success. Um, let's just start with finding investment properties. And I think in, and I'm going to go, I'm going to start, you say investors. I'm also going to talk in the realm of real estate agents that work with investors as well. Um, and I think there's definitely opportunity, but it does come down to, um, Obviously, stuff has to be seen. It comes down to attention, number one. And I, what I've noticed is like, number one, if you're a real estate agent or you're an investor, are you following on Instagram all the other real estate agents 
or investors you know of in your area where you want to buy investment properties. Because that's the first thing. I Because I see a lot of times in shows up in a story, hey, new listing coming soon. Oh, investor special new listing coming soon. It isn't out there advertised on the MLS yet. I pop in, shoot them a quick message. Hey, I see you got to come in soon. You said it's investor special. Can you send me information on it? And that's like, that's one of the ways I have used social media, Instagram in the past to find potential investment properties. Um, and it's just being aware. That's that's probably the first thing I say, being aware of what's going on in your market. For So I think investors, without going ways of making posts and advertise, like I'm looking for this, because there's definitely that model too, that, that I've seen work. Um, but I think that's just the first, like, that's like first level. Start, start there, start there, start being aware of what you're, what your fellow real estate agents, what your fellow investors in your area are doing. So, yeah, I think there's a couple that I know specifically that the way that they do it is actually, they don't even say I'm an investor. They just are on stories and they're kind of rolling around talking about, Hey, look at this house that I just walked in and, you know, they'll flip it around and kind of be like, you, I just saw the craziest house. There was bird crap everywhere and then blah, blah, blah. And then they'll flip the camera around and show it. Right. And so it's, it's more pounding pavement on a scalable level through stories, which I think is what people are missing, right. To your point, the attention aspect um, and the benefit that you mentioned is being on social media, right. Being on Instagram, people are going to actually see stuff before it ever hits the MLS or before it even hits coming soon status for that matter. And why not leverage your existing network to your point, right. Make sure you're following all the people you need to be following so I think one thing to, and I'm going to send this to Chris, being, I think a lot of investors, I think a lot of real estate agents are scared to post or to be connected with other real estate agents on the platform because they're afraid that they're not going to be able to capture, capture market share, right? So they'll say, oh, I don't want to be following all these other real estate agents, or I don't want all these other real estate agents following me. They see it as like a negative thing. So can you, can you touch on why that, in your opinion, isn't a negative thing or shouldn't be? I don't think that should be. Uh, I think that's a bad perspective. If you're a real estate agent listening, like that's a bad perspective to have uh, as far as our community and our industry as a whole. Um, that's a very uh, narrow mindset. And I, I don't think you win that way. Like if you're actually are competitive as, a, as we are in business, like, but you're not going to win that with that mentality in real estate. Uh, we all we are all so interconnected, no matter what company we work for, what brokerage we hang our license with, um, that we we need each other essentially to really scale our businesses, even individually. That's like my opinion when it comes to real estate. That's kind of my more more philosophical way of thinking <laughs> that that you need to have that. So um, yeah, and there I think there's there's so much advantage to connecting with other real estate agents, especially that are doing the same investor thing as you and, and being able to um, leverage each other to grow your own business um, and be and build your brand in that world. Um, sometimes you can build your brand by association. So if you are connected and have a network with other real estate agents that are doing investments and you want to do and you want to work with investor clients, you know, you can you can help leverage by being connected and by being in the same circles um, as them. And you can learn as well and grow your, you know, your own business and we can all glean from each other. Uh, so I think there's a lot of thoughtfulness 
that should go into if you if you're a real estate agent wanting to work with investor or an investor looking for real estate agents it's a lot of thoughtfulness in 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 the research listening um you know what hashtags you follow like who you're paying attention to what circles you're trying to get into um that is the start of the process which is what i was thinking about when nick was talking like the start of the process that i think a lot of people miss out on is some people go straight to posting which i've definitely you know been an advocate for of like, you know, more content and post content, but there's probably not enough listening, following, engaging beforehand, a lot of um, searching, researching and looking and seeing what, what are other investor real estate agents doing, what are investors looking for, what hashtags are they following, like where, you know, how, how are, what are the behavior patterns within, you know, the platform specifically to Instagram? Well, and I love that. And the entire premise of my course, right, of the Instagram power method is the psychology behind ideal, attracting your ideal client and client attraction being based off of exactly what you just said, which is behavior. So one of the homework assignments I actually put people through in the second module of my course is the pros and cons competitor influence uh, homework, right? And it's a, it's a three page download. They got to print it out. And what I tell them to do is write down 10 accounts that they either like or hate. And I actually want them to find some that they hate. And I want them to write the pros and cons down about those accounts. And the reason for this is, in my opinion, how do you know what you want your content to even look like if you don't know what's even out there, right? So if you don't even know what other people are doing, how can you determine what you want your own platform to be presented as or to look like? And I think people, I can tell you, most people choose to skip the pros and cons homework. They think that it's a waste of time in their own minds, right? They're like, I don't need to do that. I'm just going to get to how do I post better? or How do I do this better? So they, they don't, they skip over what you just said, I think is the most important solution to, or the most important part of the solution to creating content that actually converts. And it's what are other people in my market doing? What do I like? What don't I like? And if there's accounts that you see where you really hate something, then write it down because you don't even understand why you don't like it until you dissect it. And then your content, when you start to put it out, hopefully, if you've done it effectively, is way better. And it's way more um, in line with how you want people to perceive you, right? So, I mean, that's my take on on the studying part. So I'm totally with you, Chris. I, I just think it's a wasted or it's a, it's a wasteland, right? People think Instagram is a wasteland uh, or like a dumping ground of here's all my listings. Here's my Lamborghini and here's how much money I made. And that's not what it should be like at all. Well, playing right into what you said, let, let's all acknowledge one thing here that Facebook, Instagram do very well. That algorithm is really smart. And so what I would say to that is, is, is even going down your pros and cons and your hate list of accounts you hate and the ones you like. Also, what, what accounts are you engaging with? Because that algorithm is going to put in your feed what stuff. So are you engaging with investors? Are you commenting on their posts? Are you reaching out to them? Are you, it isn't enough just to follow them anymore, I think, because you want that algorithm trick that it's putting in your feed what you want to see as an investor. So, I mean, I think that's one of the big powers of Instagram, big powers of Facebook is that it does, it does know us. It does know what we're looking for based on how we engage and use the platform. Yeah. I mean, if you guys look at your explore page, it'll tell you like every, any one of us listening, right. 
if we look at our explore page, it'll show you exactly what we engage with the most regularly, like just point blank. It's going to be a, a whole dump ground of more accounts that are similar to other things that we have just looked at. So I think that that's so important and maybe we can go down this route as far as engagement, because my biggest pet peeve as a coach and somebody who's been doing this for eight years now is I have the same conversation with every person. Well, I don't know why I'm not getting any engagement. I don't know why I'm not getting any business off my account. And my number one question to them is, are you engaging yourself? You want to give in, or you want to get engagement, but are you doing it yourself? So, um, Chris, you have mentioned something earlier, specific hashtags. And then, um, Nick, you were mentioning like, oh, who are you engaging with? So I have a homework assignment that I usually give people that's 45 comments and 20 story replies per day based off of a category that they assign each day. So, um, Chris, we'll start with you. I know that you're pretty Instagram savvy, right? And you, and you spend a lot of time building content there. Um, what's your engagement strategy look like every day and who are you engaging with the most? Um, so for me, you know, like I said, my, well, it's probably not investor based first off. So, <laughs> um, most of my, most of my, um, engagement is with, again, with kind of like, uh, other real estate agents in the area. Cause most of my content's around recruiting and business building for a very small group of agents in our immediate Myrtle beach area for my particular like Instagram account. Now we manage some other, um, I'm, I'm hands-on with other company accounts as well. Uh, which may, which have different strategy deployments, but, we have, uh, but we for have, me, I was just going to say to not, not stress you out. We actually have a ton of people in our program and in our network of people who are building teams. So super relevant and super uh, pertinent to what you're talking about. So I don't want, I don't want you to think I'm not an investor. So, or I'm not quote unquote known for that. So keep going. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So most of my content's around that. And I think two, two very important things that, um, that I've been guilty of and, and try to get better at as well is, um, and I think, is it Phil Treadwell mentions this too, somebody we just talked to about just simple engagement with people that comment. Like if somebody takes the time to comment on your story, I don't know Gary Vee does as well, but like takes the time to comment on something you put out there, like actually replying. Yeah you know, and actually commenting back and engaging and, you know, more than just like a thumbs up or like actually have a conversation. Um, that's something that I know in the past I've been guilty of. And, you know, that that has its own rabbit trail of issues that you're you're portraying to the person that's commenting or, or your audience if you're not actually trying to engage in conversation. But then secondly, for me, from an engagement standpoint, not only on your own content, but yeah, I'm, I'm specifically seeking out, okay, uh, agents that that I'm trying to be thoughtful. Like if they're putting an effort into content, um, I like to try and engage on their posts and, and talk to them, build them up, uh, which is only going to benefit obviously from an algorithm standpoint, like them and, and what they're doing. But it also is just simply, you know, the, I have a circle of people that I want to be top of mind with. And if I want my content in front of them and I want to, you know, make them feel like I'm seeing them, like I'm recognizing their brand and what they're trying to do to start building that rapport and relationship, then that's all going to, you know, work together with how much I engage with their content that they put out. But the cool thing that you just said is you have a niche of people that you want to work with, right? You have, you specifically are looking for people who are intentional. I love that word. And I know um, our friend, our mutual friend, Phil Treadwell would love me for saying the word intentional. That's one of his favorite words. Um, but you are intentional with who you actually engage with 
because it's a market, a specific niche market of the type of agent that you want to work with or that you want to potentially come work with you. So you just hit spot on what the whole purpose of all this is, right? We don't need to engage just to engage. We need to do it with intention because if we do, here's like the thing that I think is so important. Engagement will drift off, right? People will just stop doing it if they feel like all they do every morning is look at their phone and scroll aimlessly without a plan. But if you have a plan of exactly where I'm going to go engage today, because maybe Mondays you assign it to, I'm going to go engage on other realtors pages. Uh, Maybe Tuesday, you're going to go specific to, I'm going to engage on um, investors, right? Or people who potentially have uh, properties for flipping um, or that might need flipped. Um, And then category C is whatever you want it to be. Maybe it's something more personal. But the idea behind that is that if you wake up every day and you know, Monday, I'm engaging in this category, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, all of a sudden the, I have to do 45 comments or 60 or 45 to 60 comments and 20 story replies doesn't really seem that hard, or at least it shouldn't. And it should take a lot less time because you're not aimlessly just scrolling. Right, right. So real quick, I just thought of this while you were talking and it triggered something you said triggered it. When you're looking at that, and I don't know why, but the investors, when you're look, so back on the investor theme real quick, it's if you're an investor and you're like, you're looking to buy flip properties or possibly like rental long terms, find out who, when I say find out who other investors are, also find out who the other, I call them wholesalers are. Because what they're going to do is they, their whole business model is not to do what you do. If you're a true investor, kind of like me, their whole model is just tie a property up and then see if I can get out of that property before I actually have to own it. That's their whole goal of a wholesaler. So if you're following them, you're probably going to see in their content who, I mean, they would be high engagement. And I would say that's like a short-term hack for an investor right there. I'll just say like, yeah. find out who the wholesalers are in your market, follow them, pay attention to their content. And you probably will find your next deal quicker than you think. So if you're a brand new investor, let's go down this rabbit hole. If you're a brand new investor trying to use Instagram to generate business, right? Where would you tell them to go find their first deal on Instagram? Where would I tell them? Mm-hmm. I would, I would obviously, hmm. I, oh, there's hashtags around it, probably. Wholesale, wholesaling. Um, I'm trying to think of what else they use in that world. It's um, contract flipping. There's different ones. And you just start building out of that. But then you also got to go in your area. You got to sit there and see. So there is, everything can't be social media and everything um, can be. I mean, I'm going to say that real simple. There's also every area I know has, that I've seen that has any metropolis has investing clubs for real estate. So it's like, oh, I'm going to go there. I may have to show up to a meeting, actually meet people in person. Now I start following those, everybody I met in that meeting. And then those are your people. A lot of the wholesalers, there's there's wholesale clubs in every pretty much bigger market that I've been around or have done property deals in. Well, um, that's that's the cool thing, right? Is what you just said is what they should be doing is finding who those people are and then going on yeah. social media or specifically, you know, we're talking Instagram, go on Instagram and find them. And now you are engaging in your niche market, right? So you get to wake up and on a Monday and I'm engaging on all of the people who I'm currently following that are quote unquote wholesalers or quote unquote investors. And I think the or idea- you find, Or you just gotta find one a lot of times and go see yeah. who they follow. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I have a friend- they probably uh, follow the competitors. 
I have a friend in Phoenix um, and, and I'm going to send him this video afterwards because I think you guys should get connected with, with him. But uh, they, that's all they do, right? Is they buy property and they, they don't even do the rehab half the time. They ditch it as fast as they can, but they are the worst properties I've ever seen in my life. And it, it's intentional, but what, what they do on Instagram and what Jeremy specifically does that I think is brilliant is behind the scenes every single day in stories, he's showing that he's going through these houses He's showing how disgusting they are. And then he flips it around and he's now showing that they're in meetings with all of the people that are working on their team trying to find these deals. So they're doing behind the scenes of their role playing in the morning. Um, they're showing like the actual calls that they make. So they're doing reels showcasing like, you know, sitting there and dialing, right? Trying to find it or trying to find that deal. Um, and what he's been able to do is actually not only find investment properties from other agents, who happen to know of them, but he's also built his team at the same time simultaneously. So because he's been able to showcase, hey, I go find shitty properties for all intents and purposes, they're really shitty, um, but I also can show you how to go find your own shitty property. So he's been able to do that simultaneously. Um, and what I wanna say is that he's been able to do it without saying, that that's what he does, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so, that's no, and that's big in that world is how you portray yourself. Because if you come across as the low bottom feeder, low people treat you that way. They don't treat you. And then it makes it harder for you to actually get deals done. I've come across like, well, expand better to, on right, that. Better. Expand like, on if that. You're, if you're known, if you're known as the guy that's like, like a wholesaler and you want to make a certain spread on a property, you can't, exactly what your guy's doing in Phoenix. But if he's, like you said, he goes across without saying that because if he says it, the person buying it's always going to be like, ah, I can squeeze him. I can squeeze him. I can squeeze him. I can tell you as investors, that's what we think when we're buying these low-end rentals and saying, you're always thinking, can I squeeze an extra dollar out? Can I squeeze an extra dollar out? Which works against your profit margins. But if you're just a guy out there like, hey, I have a network of people I'm just finding deals and shuffling them. You're not known as the guy that's just always seeking out the very bottom, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now to other real estate agents, you might want to come across that way because then they'll call you up when they have something like, I don't know what to do with this property. Let me call this agent because they deal in getting rid of these properties all the time. I think that's another take on it. Uh, what, the second part or the latter of what you just said, right? Which is being connected to actual real estate agents as an investor is probably one of the best things you can do, which is what we were talking about early on. And then Chris, you had you know responded to that saying why you think that that's a bad mindset to, to be afraid of having nothing but realtors following you. Um, but I actually think that this is coming and bringing it full circle of why that's actually such a good thing. Because if the real estate agents that you're have you know put yourself in front of, if you will, or connected with on the platform, see that about you and see the way that you do things, see exactly how you handle your business. They are more likely to call you when they find this house. And, and I've heard it more times than I can count from clients who will say, yeah, I mean, I, I went to a listing appointment and I didn't even, I didn't even know what to do with that house. So I just called so-and-so it, it happens a lot. Right. And that's why being connected to real estate agents, if you're an investor is I think so in incredibly powerful. Um, yeah, I love that. But 
what my my next part what my next thing is and and i want to transition here to specifically using instagram to actually generate the deal directly um and so and, and debunking can instagram work for me so i want both of you guys to have like a do and a don't if that's okay um so like do on instagram and a don't specifically as far as how people if you're listening to this and you're an investor considering should i spend my time on instagram or should i not here's a do and a don't make sense all right i i can start with a don't really okay. i love it don't i'm gonna use a word that's used a lot don't flex <laughs> don't show pictures of your checks don't show pictures of your cash don't show pictures of you're making all this money because your goal is to make money and the way you do that is by acquiring cheaper and if they you're showing you have all this money around all the time why would somebody sell to you cheaper so that's a that's a big don't for investors don't flex that's what i'm saying i be, love be that. humble from that so. that's such a good takeaway i love that so let's go chris what's your don't and then we'll go to deuce Oh my gosh. And do you want me to just give you a don't from an investor perspective or from, can I go no. from a little real? Yeah, do it. Do it from your perspective. Remember my entire audience is nothing but realtors and loan officers and investors and people who are, you know, buying and selling rental property. I mean, that is my audience. So I think that you have a great, you have a great insight into that. Um, so I guess my first like top of mind, like my gut reaction is don't be boring. Um, and I say that to my real estate agents, as far as like their content. I mean, just the typical, you know, just listed or, or coming soon with like a front picture post that is all over your feed or stories, like be creative with, I, I loved your example of like, you know, like the bird poop and think like, like if you're going to talk about a new property coming on, like do something interesting, whether it's video or a take on, on this property or like, Oh, Hey, by the way, it's missing a staircase and take a, you know, like take a video of it. Like, I, I don't know, but be creative with it. Um, just from, um, it's at that point, it's, it's trying to build, um, build attention, build audience, build, build brand. And you are going to start expanding your network faster with creative content than you are with just the same old white noise. And in fact, may lose out um, or lose or decrease audience size if it's just the same mundane thing. I, I'm going to play off of that real quick on, because I think it, you said a don't and a do all in the same one. Because <laughs> I think do is, I think if you're selling as an investor, I actually, I, and I love this method. I don't see it done in real estate enough. I call it the um, the M&M method. And it's off of the rapper M&M. If you ever seen the movie, Eight Mile. At of course. The end, he if you haven't, And he tells everything. Yeah, everything that's wrong. Like he makes fun of his own crew so that they have nothing they can come back against. When you're walking through the house, if you're an investor trying to sell something, point everything out that's wrong on the front end. Point where it's not perfect. We all think everything has to be perfect. I'm like, no, because then guess what? They can't surprise you and say, oh, we need a discount because we didn't see that. Yeah, you did. I pointed it out 17 times in my content. You know, I mean, it's very simple. And that's a selling tip, I would say, not necessarily a buying tip, but that's a selling tip right there when you're selling your property. Don't be afraid to go ahead and tell them everything that you know is wrong with the property. And there's a lot of liability protection for yourself if you do that. Well, and, and the, uh, the upfront part of it is really important, but most importantly, what you just said, Nick, I think is incredibly critical to how I coach and teach, which is C number two of my three C strategy. So connection, conversion, or sorry, connection, conversation, conversion, right? So what you just described is a conversation starter. 
is a, oh my gosh, I can't believe how bad that house is. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just showed that. Oh my gosh, where is this? Oh my gosh, are you serious? And I can't tell you how many, like we'll use Jeremy as an example, just because he is a friend and somebody that's been in my circle for a while, um, where I look at the content he posts in stories and I'm just like, holy crap, are you serious? And one of the houses he posted the other day, I kid you not, he said that the lady had been living in there for probably 15, 20 years and the entire house was covered in feces and he posted it. Like he showed it in stories. Like, and I'm like, on what planet, like, is that okay? But what did it do? Most importantly, it created conversation and conversation is how we ultimately discover commonality between me and you. And it's how we discover the potential for conversion, right? So if somebody sees that they're like, oh my God, where is this? Oh, by the way, I'm trying to find X, Y, and Z, or, oh, I'm trying to find a, a property that's maybe not quite as bad as that, you know? And you would be surprised how many times if you do that when you're selling a property and you point out what's wrong, people, yeah, they, you'll turn certain people off. They're like, I don't want to deal with that. Let's say you're not selling something that's in the wrapper perfect and it's got like some major issue, a hole in the roof or something. You'd be surprised how many people walk in and they're like, their initial mindset seeing your content is, oh man, that's that's a rough thing. I'm going to go in and then they get in and they're like, wait a sec, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. You'd be surprised the psychology that plays in there. I think, it's, I, honestly, I think the same thing happens with some rentals. As I, I, we talk about that on the vacation rental side too, a lot where it's like, oh, sometimes we might want to say it's not quite as nice as it is. And then they get there and they feel they're walking and expecting disaster or expecting it to be, oh, this is bad. And then they come in and, oh, it's actually better than I thought it was. They made it sound worse. And then it's an over-deliver expectation. That, Which um, is, who doesn't want that, right? I mean, yeah at the end of the day, that's what we all ultimately want is to be able to under, <laughs> under showcase over deliver. I mean, I don't know if that's the right way of saying that, but, uh, the, the last piece to this, and then I want to, I want to be a good steward of your guys' time as well is, is to tie this back to Instagram specifically for people in my audience, right. Who have reached out and said, I'm an investor. So Instagram can't work for me. What would both of you guys say to them? I don't know. I'd say it absolutely can. But I, and in your your specific Instagram, so let's just stay on that. I'd say, but but I would also say social media can work for you as an investor, period. And it has to do with are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to build the connections, build the conversations? Are you willing to engage? Is it something you're gonna do consistently? You're not, I'm not saying there's, there's no secret formula or hack out there to any social media, I believe, where it's just like, oh, I get in, I do one, two things. And now all of a sudden I have 50 deals. No, I think it's, it's built. It's like a locomotive. It starts slow, but you consistently do it and it gains speed and it gains speed. So the more you do it, the more you put out that content, the more you have those conversations, you comment, engage, it's going to build steam for you. Love it. I'm going to, I guess I'll go a little bit, um, I don't know, Mac, I'll say macro, but that's not the right word. Um, I think it'll open your world. Like, I, like, I think, I think investment, sometimes you have a stigma of, of like what that means or what that looks like, or even what that person looks like. Um, so whether you are an investor, like you're buying and selling and, and flipping that kind of stuff, like, I think Instagram gives you an opportunity to maybe 
rekindle, re do it differently and, and connect to a, such a broader audience to be able to see and um, discover more engaging ideas that might help you increase you know, the, the quantity and volume and scale your business even a little bit more, might help you connect with people outside of your local market or like the market you, you are usually doing investments in and actually easy, more easily, you know, maybe expand your business or at least connect with like-minded individuals and build your community. Um, I think there's just a myriad of opportunity on the platform to maybe reignite. Maybe you're bored with invest. Like, I mean, investments just become so mundane and maybe this gives you a new um, passion for it. And like you see how creative some other people are doing with their content or, or you see a new discover a new hot area. Um, we had a friend that jumped into um, a market in North Carolina mm -hmm. a couple years ago and got in early and just killing it, yeah. killing it. Now I'm not saying he found that on Instagram, but I'm like, you have that opportunity, right? Like you have the opportunity to more easily discover and, and grow and go outside of maybe your little area um, on, on social media platforms, just like Instagram. Yeah. And I think the most important thing that I heard from both of you, and you know, I do this for a living all day, every day is talk to realtors, talk to law officers, talk to people like investors who want to be able to use Instagram to lead gen and the biggest thing, and one of the reasons I was so excited to inter interview both of you guys for this particular conversation is that investors, in my opinion, are not doing Instagram at all, really, like very, very little. And if they are, it's not, it's not presented in a way that says, I'm an investor, I want to buy and sell property that you have. Hey, real estate agent, come, if you need something, come to me, Right. Or if you need me to buy a property, come to me. And I want to back, I want to back this up and, and tie it with a bow when it comes to the Instagram power method. When, when you go through this course, the way that I teach you how to do it is to build the framework of who's my ideal client. What are that, what is that person actually looking for on the platform? So if if I'm an investor and I'm trying to use Instagram to generate business for me, what kind of content do I need to put out to attract my ideal client who in many cases on the investment side is probably a realtor, right? Um, occasionally, I would say it's direct to consumer, occasionally, um, but more likely than not, it's it's a real estate agent. So the premise is, who am I? I'm an investor. My ideal client is working with a real estate agent or working with a property manager or working with a direct to consumer person that wants to buy their first investment property, wherever you fall in that. Now, how do I create content to actually attract them? And what we've talked about for the last 45 minutes is creating content that actually gets people's eyes to turn, or in this case, scroll to stop, which is post the birdhouse or post the bird poop house, you know, like post the stuff that people actually are going to look at and be like, what the heck? And the entire thing <laughs> is, can we uh, capture attention and can we create conversation out of the attention that we just captured? And yeah. so- I just want to end it by saying that you two have a very unique perspective on something that I, I think, you know, maybe four years ago, right before I started the Instagram power method, it was, you know, real estate agent and real estate agents and loan officers are, are super underserved on this platform. You know, nobody knows what to do. And I think fast forward to now, I think there's a lot of real estate agents and there's a lot of loan officers using Instagram. I think there, there's more doing it poorly than there are doing it great or else I wouldn't. I don't think I'd still be in, in the position I'm in doing what we're doing, <laughs> but I think that investors is the big conversation 
right now. It, it is a very underserved demographic on the platform. It's a very un uh what's the word I'm looking for? Underrepresented demographic on the platform because frankly, they don't know what to post. So they don't. <laughs> it sounds dumb, but they they don't know what they should be doing on the platform because they don't understand what their business actually is or what the pain points of the ideal clients are that they're trying to attract. So um, I, I just want to say to both of you guys, first and foremost, thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Treadwell for bringing the three of us together. Um, I certainly hope mm-hmm. I get to hang out with you guys at his 40th birthday in, in a couple months in, um, in Dallas. So I hope that that all works out and it happens. Um, but thank you guys for being willing to spend time with me and to talk about this. Um, thank you guys for being open books. I think that it's, you know, something that our audience really needs to hear and hopefully people will take it to heart. Um, but the last thing I want to do is where can we find both of you guys on social media? How can we connect with you guys? Send us to a website, wherever you guys want, um, my audience to go find you. Okay. Well, we'll start, we'll just do shameless plugs since we're on your podcast. We do have our own podcast, so (laughs) you can find us brokers and booze um podcast that's probably that's the way you could actually get to both of us without having to try to remember a lot i love it <laughs> i love it well um send me your guys's instagram handles and we'll make sure that that goes in the show notes too so that uh, we can send people there we can get people to go listen to your podcast um disclaimer if you go listen to these gentlemen's podcasts you better have a drink in your hand or else you're not invited um but we will have some fun uh in the future together i'm sure um but gentlemen both of you guys thank you again so much for spending an hour of your time with me um i'm very excited to have you guys be our very first coffee and questions podcast with me your host michelle berman michael and i will see you guys both soon thank you thank you if you enjoyed this episode please go follow my guests on social media And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.